overnight, just crazy. We went from like $10,000 a day in sales to, to like I said, nine, our peak was $980,000 a day in wow. sales. And it was just nuts. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedlek, and I'm super glad that you're with us here today because I have my own most amazing guest, Todd. Todd, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so happy to be here. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it is going to be a blast. So give everybody the 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. 5,000-foot view. You know, I tell people that everything I learned about business, I learned on my paper out. Because when I was eight years old, my brother and I really wanted all the cool stuff that the new kids in the neighborhood got. And I'm the eighth of nine kids. And my mom said, yeah, yeah, go earn your own money and figure it out. And so my brother-in-law took her up on it. My brother was 11. I was eight. We got a paper out. We had to market our services to our neighbors. And then we had to negotiate with a supplier to get our papers. Then we had to do the fulfillment. And then we had to go collecting. And then we had to pay an invoice to our supplier every month. And as an eight-year-old, we pretty much learned all the five fundamentals of any business that you do. And we just absolutely loved it. And so I have just grown up. I did a paper out for five years and then I, I did other things. And, and as I became a young adult, I started to just create business opportunities in markets that I thought would be fun. Nice. So, so what are you up the, to now? Gosh, you know, right now I... <laughs> Here's the thing I'm doing now. Most businesses really struggle to build funnels that actually convert like leads into clients. And so because of that pain point, uh, and I have about 12 years experience in building thousands of funnels in the health and nutrition space, I am now solving that problem where a business comes to me, maybe they're doing somewhere between five, 10 million in revenue. They've got a funnel, but it really kind of sucks. We go in and we help them overhaul their product offering, make sure the funnel is converting, making sure they're driving enough leads into that funnel. And then we help them convert those leads into clients. And a lot of people have a great funnel and no authority in their space. And other people have tons of authority with no funnel. And so we kind of solve both problems. That's kind of our specialty in our, in our agency is we, we help build funnels and we help build authority so that when someone goes to Google you, they can find you and it looks like you do what you say you do. <laughs> I love that. So for those who don't know what a funnel is, how do you describe a funnel? A funnel is merely the client journey. It is, it is building the steps along the way that a, a lead needs to take to become your client. That's a funnel. Awesome. So in, in the health uh, world, do you find yeah. that there's any interesting challenges that that plague them more so <laughs> than anybody else? A lot of a lot of people are overweight. So that, that's the big pain point, right? And so right. it's very funny, Michelle, because we we built so many funnels in the health and nutrition space. And some of them were geared towards benefits of weight loss, some were geared towards just a girl in a bikini, right? Mm -hmm. And and it was amazing to me to watch the stats come through on which funnels were converting better. 
And we would see things like, you know, at one point we were doing well over $900,000 a day in sales. I mean, it was a massive, massive campaign. And, and so here we were doing almost a million dollars a day. And one day our designer decided to tweak, uh, you know, they're always tweaking offer pages. Um, one offer page, we literally changed the color of the swimsuit on the model. And the changing of the color of the swimsuit led to about a 3% increase in sales. And when you're talking about 3% increase and you're paying per click to get those leads into your pages, that was significant. And so it reminded me that little changes over and over again lead to a massively successful campaign. And so those people that tell me, oh, I've got a great funnel and it works great. I say, how many options of that funnel do you have? How many offer pages do you really have? And, and most of the time it's one. And um, that being said, uh, when Clubhouse first came out last year, I was in a room with a guy who um, understood what I've come to understand. And, and I said, he, had a, he was a CMO for a company that was doing, I want to say seven or $8 million a year, nothing huge, but a nice small business, right? With, they have like three product offerings and their product offering fit lots of different industries. And so like many people listening, I'm guessing if you're in a, in a small to mid-sized company, you probably have a solution that fits lots of different people, but your messaging is very broad because you're trying to capture everybody. Well, I asked this guy, cause he seemed to really know what he's talking about. I said, so how many top of funnel offer pages do you have to get people into your three product SKUs? And any guesses, Michelle, just like throwing it off you? How I would guess three. <laughs> okay, three, right? He had 55 to 60 active opt-in pages. Wow. And that was just such a testament to me of like, okay, this is where so many small to mid-sized companies miss the boat. If you got an offer page that speaks very broad, it doesn't really resonate with most people that see that offer page. But if you've got an offer page super specific to, you know, someone that's dying to have a problem solved in a very specific niche, when you speak to them, they hear you and they're like, uh, yeah, sign me up because that is exactly what I need. And so in this guy's case, 55 to 60 active offer pages for three product offerings. Okay. That should wake a lot of people up to the fact that if you don't have more than half a dozen offer pages, you're probably missing a lot of very, very awesome client base that you're just not speaking the right language to. So you speak the right language, you build a series of offer pages, and you are going to attract more and more very hardcore clients who love the problem that you solve for them. Nice. So does that mean that they had one for men over 40, men under 30 men under like yeah, everyone yeah. I mean, going to every possible um, niche that they might have in that general. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to give you a specific idea of yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, so my company Moku right now is releasing a new product in January here right now that it, we call it monthly content mastery. And the product is we produce social media content for people who don't have enough time to be on social media. And so we go in, we have a very specific interview process. We ask them 
a series of five different types of questions. And depending on whether they want every other day, daily or twice daily content, that's the number of questions we ask them every month. But we go in, we ask five, five different types of questions. Then they do a wardrobe change, another five questions, wardrobe change. But the five types of questions allow us to get a 30 second response back from the client. In less than an hour every month, we can produce up to 60 pieces of unique content for our clients to post on social media. Now, you may ask yourself, that sounds awesome, Todd, but who does that help? Well, it helps everybody, right? Like in my head, like as a small business owner, I'm like, oh, everybody needs this product. But here's the thing. You start broadcasting any product that's for everybody, nobody hears you. So what I've had to do was get very, very niche specific. And so I say to a, a book author, hey, um, are you struggling to produce content that's relevant to your book title on your social media accounts so people actually know that's what you do? If so, sign up here for less than an hour a month. We'll produce all the content you need to be relevant and be that, you know, that, that author who wants to be booked for speaking and, and consulting gigs, right? Like, boom, I put that message out there and now every author's like, uh-huh. Yeah, I am struggling with that. You do the same thing with a plumber. Hey, are you too busy working on houses to be able to produce daily content for your social media? If so, in less than an hour a month, I can produce daily content. You know, it's like you then tweak that message to each person. And then when I'm posting on social media, I can boost a post that's specific to an author to my demographic of authors or to a demographic of plumbers or to a demographic of, you know, whatever. And so the point is, is that if you have a really cool product or service and you're not niching down the target messaging, chances are you're not seeing nearly the conversions you'd have if you just did hit eight different people, see which one converts best, and then take some money out of the spend going to those groups that aren't converting and put it back into the ones that are. Nice. And, and what kind of, um, let's call it a gap, are you looking yeah. for between one that's working well and one that you would say isn't working so well? Usually it's pretty clear. Um, you know, we, we encourage uh, a lot of our clients, you know, for example, if you're, a, if you're a coach or you're a chiropractor or you're a whatever, like it, it truly doesn't matter. But we try to come up with a funnel that has all the elements of a marketing funnel. And what I mean by that is you've got top of funnel offerings, you've got middle funnel offerings, low, lower funnel offerings, and then a bottom of funnel offer. These four main categories are where most, again, most small to mid-sized companies really fail because you're not going to grab someone off of a Google ad that is going to drop 10 grand on your product on day one. Very often. Like you might, I mean, if you're really that cool. If you have the right authority, you could probably pull that off. But the way you get people in is you have a top of funnel opt-in that's either free or less than a hundred bucks, right? And so you get someone to opt into your funnel. Now, this is why it's called a funnel because at the very top, there's multiple places to drop in. Like you're, it's very wide. You're capturing these people into your top of the funnel. It's easy for them to want to say, oh, I've got a downloadable PDF on the, the five best ways to do X, right? And so someone that you're targeting is going to see that and go, yeah, I, I'm down with that. I know I'm going to be opted in, but I'm just going to download it anyway, right? Like that's 
the way I think anyway. I know when I'm entering someone's funnel because I do funnels. Maybe not everyone recognizes that, but I don't mind it if I think that they're an authority enough figure that I want to actually hear what they're talking about. So I opt in. Now you're in the funnel. You're in the top of funnel. The next step is you want to build something that's like a, you know, a $250 to $1,000 offer. Maybe it's a boot camp. Maybe it's a virtual training. Maybe it's a, just a, a seminar. Maybe it's an in-person event, right? Those become the next phase. You want to get everyone that opted in that free offer into the next level where they're paying you 500 bucks to 1000 bucks, somewhere in that range. Then once they're in there, you don't want to hold that event until you got the next phase of your funnel lined in. And once you get that next phase dialed in, it might be a, a maybe a thousand dollar to a five thousand dollar product. Maybe it's a mastermind group, or maybe it's a, a an eight week training on X. And and you now can guide these leads from top of funnel into doing a small purchase, into doing a bigger purchase, and then now you've got them. And you've got them in a place where it's not a bad thing to get them. It's called client acquisition. This is not a trick or a dirty thing you're trying to do. This is client acquisition where you took steps to get them into that lower funnel ticket offer. And ultimately, and this is the game where 95% of the clients I, I work with don't even know what the bottom of their funnel looks like. Like who's that perfect client who's paying you you know, ten to twenty thousand dollars a month regularly because they just love you and you're helping them grow their business, and that's where a lot of small to mid-sized companies they lack the vision to know what their bottom of funnel even looks like. So they're just capturing all sorts of top of funnel people, not really knowing who they like to work with the best. But as they start to work with them and start to progress them through that funnel, then they start feeling like, okay you know what? I hate working with plumbers. I would much rather work with hair salons. <laughs> I don't know, like whatever. But like, this is the part of product development that I feel like so many small businesses struggle with is what are the products I need to have dialed in so that I can actually grow and scale my business in a way that's predictable, it's consistent. And I know I can fulfill it. Even if I, even if I got a hundred new clients today, how would I scale the, could I handle hundred new clients today? And if not work on your product development a little bit until you can, you know what I mean? Nice. So what are some of the things that uh, a person would talk to their ideal client about in order to entice them and bring them in? Well, it's always about pain. <laughs> it's always about pain. If your business isn't really clear what pain point you solve, people just don't care. You know, they don't care whether Michelle's got a hundred thousand podcast interviews and everyone was awesome. They don't care. They want to know what pain point does Michelle solve and why is that relevant to me? You know, the pain point you solve is you help people understand how to grow and scale their business. Okay. That's a huge pain point. Like that is a big deal because a lot of small business owners, they get into business thinking, Oh, this is going to be so fun. I'm going to, you know, I, for example, when I was in college, uh, one of the first legitimate businesses I started was a, a home putting green company because I love to golf. I love to golf. I love to be around golf. I love everything about it. And so my, my college friends and I started a business doing home putting greens. 
Well, at the time, you know, cell phones were not very common. Uh, we all had pagers. We, um, we thought, okay, how are we going to fill our funnel? How are we going to fill up the pager? We want to get five pages a day. If we get five pages a day. We'll convert three to those appointments. And if we get three appointments, we're going to convert probably two out of three, maybe one out of three. And th those were our metrics. We looked at those numbers and we we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? Well, here we were in college. And, um, and we would go run flyers. We'd go door knocking uh, in wealthy neighborhoods. And we went to all the wealthy places around country clubs, stuff like that. And we, we had these door hanger flyers that were like, have your own backyard putting green, right? Well, we did that and we filled our, we filled our, I mean, our pagers were going crazy. We were getting pages and we'd be sitting in class, beep, beep, beep. And look at it and we're like, yeah, run to the payphone right after class, you know? <laughs> and, and so we did. And in one year, we became the nation's largest synthetic turf putting green installation company. Why? Because we knew that we needed to contact X number of people to get X number of appointments to get X number of, of sales. So you look at that from a digital perspective, and it's like every door hanger that I hung is like a paid click, right? And, or it's a post on social media that someone might notice, or it's a something that's driving a call to action. They drive the call to action. They either register for a downloadable, they, they book a demo, they do whatever it is your first steps are in the, in the game. And it is a game. Like I haven't had a client, two clients have the exact same funnel ever, but they're usually variations that are fairly similar. And if you've got the product development dialed in, all of a sudden, you know, it, for the putting ring company, it was, I want to get them to go see so-and-so's green. It's only 20 minutes away from their house. Let's take them to go see theirs. And if I can get that client or prospective client to get to that green, I've got them sold 100%, like 100% of the time. So my goal was not to sell the green right off the bat over the phone, but to get them on that demo, go get them to walk on it, putt on it, chip on it, do whatever they needed to do. And then I knew I was 100% sale from there. Nice. Love that. So how did you get into funnels? In the yeah. digital world. <laughs> so in 2006, I was, um, I had an audio video company. We did uh, super high-end custom theaters, automation systems, um, super high-end residential. And then we started adapting into the commercial space, doing boardrooms and conference rooms, things like that. And um, I needed to hire a drafter. I only needed about 10 hours of drafting a week you know, and I couldn't justify a $70,000 salary for someone to come in and do drafting and, and have to do 10 hours a week. And so I stumbled on someone who had a team of Filipino drafters. And this is in 2006. I mean, literally Google Cloud, Google Docs just came out that year. And hosting data in the cloud was such a novel new feature. I was like, this is amazing. I, I got one gigabyte of storage, you know, and got so excited about that one gig of storage. Well, this guy was taking it next level. And he was like, yeah, I've got 40 architects in the Philippines. I go in, I do my, I do my red lines on my plans and I scan them in. And by the next morning, it's all done. And I'm like, shut up. This is awesome. He's like, you want to try it? I'm like, yeah. So I sent them a project. I outlined the scope that I needed. And next morning for like 50 bucks, I had a 3D model of, and a wire schematic of this conference room. 
And I was like, shut up. This is amazing. I went and I took it to my sales pitch and I closed the deal like hundred percent. Nobody else was doing 3d models at the time. And so I had tasted the goodness of outsourcing professional services. And so I did it. And by 2008, uh, I'd been using his services regularly. Um, he hit a hard time as most architects and contractors did in 2008. And we bought up, we bought out his team. Uh, I had a partner at the time. We bought out his team, went over there and started, uh, uh, before I came home, I, I got entrepreneurial ADD. I was like, holy crap, look at all these amazing people I can hire. And, um, and we literally hired 10 call center agents without ever having any experience at call center and said, yeah, we're doing a lead gen campaign and we're going to do a lead qualifier campaign. And I said, you start in three weeks, came home, uh, worked with another guy in the wheelchair industry to do medical pendant sales and lead qualifying um, in 2008. And that was the first taste of funnel building. And, and we started building these funnels. Um, at the time, some of it was digital opt-ins and, and the other part of it was just phone call opt-ins. Either way, it was an opt-in. And then we started developing um, more and more stuff. And I started to, I, I had a friend who was like, oh, you got a call center? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a play in the health and nutrition space. We jumped in and he had a diet pill that he was pushing. And literally like Dr. Oz said, oh, this is a miracle pill. And boom, we were off to the races. Like it was like overnight, just crazy. We went from like $10,000 a day in sales to, to, like I said, nine, our peak was $980,000 a day in wow. sales. And it was just nuts. But in the process, we built thousands and thousands of funnels. Over a decade of time, we were literally just always tweaking, always changing, always um, coming up with bump offers and upsells. And, and if they opt into this, where do we want to send them next? And if they don't opt in, how do we get them on the next product? And how do we boom, 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 boom. And we would have these very, very uh, in-depth bump offers and an engine that kind of drove the lead through this series of pages until they bought, you know, lots of stuff from us. <laughs> and it worked great. And, and honestly, it was a really, really fun gig. It burned me out a bit. And, um, and in 2000, uh, end of 2018, I exited that company and uh, started doing uh, consulting and leadership training at Google in California until, until uh, the economy there got hit by COVID. So, Aww, that sounds yeah. so much fun. How was it working with Google? Oh my gosh. I thought I died and went to heaven. You know, I nice. went from having like 300 employees down to myself and a couple of like virtual helpers and Oh my gosh. I mean, talk about rad. I mean, I, I literally would, would host team building trainings and like, so we're talking like crazy fun activities combined with intense leadership discussions and like just everything you could hope for. I was doing and providing as a preferred vendor at Google. And I was just like, this is rad. And then with a full year lined up in 2020, all of it came to a close in about a week. Uh that sucks. So now you're consulting obviously with, uh, with entrepreneurs and helping them to set up their, um, their funnels, their sales positions or ladders totally. of ascension, whatever you want to call them and being able to do that. That's awesome. And so how do people start their journey with you? So the way people start their journey with me is we got to figure out their pain point. 
And uh, for most small businesses, the pain point is I don't have a way to nurture a lead. Like they literally don't have a way. If if you're at a if you're at an in-person meeting or if you're on a, a group call, you know, you and I were on a group call the other day. That's how we met. Um, and and people like literally the the whole point of that whole uh, organization we were part of was just raw digital marketing and networking where people were like putting all their all their contact info into the comments section and it was like a frenzy like it was like you know putting churn in the water and the the fish were all going after it like i would i saw that and i said to myself i'm willing to bet i'm putting all my contact info in of the hundred people on this call i bet none will reach out to me and none did Oh my God, that's brutal. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. I have a system where I had a VA go through that entire list, input everyone in my CRM, and we're developing a, um, a lead nurture strategy just for that particular group. Like literally a specific tailoring of my current product offerings for that group so that I have a, an awesome product that I can, I can sell to them. So this Thursday, when we hop on that Speakers Playhouse group, which I don't mind giving a plug for, um, I am going to be so ready to have everything I need to start opting people into my funnel and start setting up one-on-one calls to, to, to do a demo. Of well, and clearly, it's people that don't like to follow up. So it's perfect. For right? <laughs> right. No, seriously. Right? And so, you know, when I heard what you were doing, I immediately, you were the, you were one of the only people that I proactively like, okay, I don't have a funnel ready, but I'm going to reach out to her because I want to get on her podcast. You speak to an audience with pain points that I love to solve. And that pain point is, Todd, I don't know what to do. I, uh, you know, this is my perfect client. I don't know how to get in front of them. I can't afford to, to pay for Google ads. I can't, you know, I tried doing Facebook ads and it sucked probably because you didn't have anywhere to send them. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> and, and so that's, that's the pain point that I see almost every day. And I'm like, listen, guys, girls, friends, whoever you are, let's adapt the, the what is the perfect life cycle of a lead in your world? Like when you meet them, and they say, yeah, my funnel sucks. What's the next step? Well, I'm going to send them some value. Hey, here's an email with five different ways to, to improve your visibility online. Here's, you know what I mean? Like, boom, boom, boom. And you just start delivering actual value to people. Guess who they want to work with? The one that gives them value, right? Of course, absolutely. And- and so with you, with anybody that has a previous guest on your podcast, with all these people, they just fail to send value. And that is where they all miss the boat. And, and if I can help people develop a content delivery strategy with a platform that's not confusing, that's a very done for you type scenario, everybody wins. Because if I get my clients with regular con you know regular content delivery that's driving new client acquisition or lead acquisition oh my gosh like it's a dream come true and if they don't if it doesn't work out then stop working with me i mean it i don't i don't like making money from people i'm not making money for so that's that's the whole point of my my business is based on 
customer success stories. And when people don't succeed using our methods, I let them go. I, I don't want to waste time trying to figure it out. It's like, okay, clearly either your messaging isn't working or your clients aren't ready. You're not speaking the right language to them. So figure out the language and we help them a lot of, in most cases, but for the most part, every business I talk to needs what we're, what we're delivering. Nice. Love that. So peeps, Todd's information will be in the show notes. So if you're driving, you don't have to worry about getting that. Just uh, if you're on our blog at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog, you can search for Todd, you can search for funnels, you can search for marketing and you will find him. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it immensely. Any last words for our peeps? Hey, just go to withmoku.com and you're going to find all these solutions and the, and the, the resolution for all of your pain points hopefully will be there. So we look forward to meeting with you. Book a discovery call. We are happy to help. Thank you, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec. We appreciate having you here today. And please do rate the show and give us feedback as we love to bring on guests that are important to you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.